It's been challenging during the past year to remember to laugh and smile, but taking time to relieve stress is probably good for all of us. And though laughter won't defeat COVID-19, it can go a long way towards raising our spirits and improving our mental health. And joining me today to help us all understand the physical and mental benefits of laughter is Megan Dean. She's a health educator, NBCI coordinator, and laughter leader at Summa Health. This is Healthy Vitals, a podcast from Summa Health. I'm Scott Webb. You know, Megan, it's been said that laughter is the best medicine. So what does laughter do to the mind and body? There's a lot of different things that happen when people laugh. A lot of good benefits come from it. Even just camaraderie between either coworkers or friends and family can help us reduce this feeling of isolation, especially if you're working from home or remotely or maybe have been affected and, by the pandemic going on and, and not working right now. Having that ability to connect with others brings us more than just joy, which is a, a pretty big, important factor, <laughs> but it brings us more than that. It helps to reduce stress. It, it can help with some of those stress chemicals that get released when uh, we kind of go through that fight or flight syndrome, which we tend to do when we get stressed, even throughout the day. It doesn't have to be a big event that occurs to release some of those hormones in our minds and our bodies, but laughter is a way to reduce all of that. So some of the aspects are physical, and then there are definitely those mental benefits as well. I think that's so right. And I think, you know, during the pandemic, as I've been binging and streaming on uh, media content, let's say, I have gravitated more towards funny things, funny shows, funny movies. It doesn't take much, but I think you're right. You know, a little laughter goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about laughing and its benefits, why is it particularly beneficial, maybe especially during these stressful times? Because everything is so stressful right now, we have to kind of give ourselves some grace. We have to have the ability to step back and not just get caught in the day-to-day of everything that we're facing and realize that most individuals, no matter what your job classification is, you're giving of others, whether it's at work, whether it's at home. We got to be able to fill our own bucket again so that we can go out and continue to, to give and to serve others and to maybe even bring, in some cases, bring some joy and laughter to others. Yeah, there's no doubt. And you and I were talking before we got started here. This next one is a little bit tricky, but should we feel guilty about laughing while maybe so many others are suffering? Is it okay to laugh? I know you're talking about making sure that our buckets are full so we can be there for other people. So maybe that's really the answer. Yeah. And we really shouldn't feel guilty. The benefits that we get when we talk about those mental benefits are really derived from mirthful laughter. That's that genuine laughter where sometimes you don't even need a reason to laugh. You just start laughing. Or maybe it is at a you know, a comedy TV show or with friends, but it's a, the genuine based laughter. It's not when you're laughing at somebody. So even in times uh, you'll hear things like dark humor, that's okay too, because when that's occurring, it, you're not laughing at people. You're not laughing at the misfortune of others. It's a way to actually reduce some of this burnout that, that so many industries are facing, not just healthcare, but other industries as well. Because people are dealing with, you know, not 
seeing people on their best day or, you know, having to care for somebody. And it's a very difficult case where maybe things don't turn out so great. That weighs, there's a lasting effect that stays with with people. Again, in any industry, whether it's if you're helping take care of patients or maybe a family member at home, sometimes inappropriate laughter, what people would deem as inappropriate laughter, is a way to kind of release, I guess for lack of a better term, toxins from our system. Laughing is a lot like crying in that aspect. And that's why we try to tell people you should never tell somebody to stop crying or stop laughing because it's what they need at that time to kind of release those emotions so that they don't hold it all in. Yeah, I think you're so right. Uh, Sometimes we just need a good cry. Uh, We need to laugh. And when we talk about the different types of laughter, this may be a little off the rails for younger listeners, but back in the day when I was a kid, a lot of the TV shows used these uh, laugh tracks, like MASH and some other shows. And there was this one laugh, that canned laughter, mm-hmm. that every time I heard that guy laugh, no matter whether what was on the screen was funny or not, it always made me laugh. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the different types of laughter. And can hearing other people laugh, sort of like yawning, can hearing laughter make you laugh? Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the ways that when we do uh, a laughter program or I go out and I present to different groups or companies this topic, I rely a lot on that, actually, because it's hard to get people if I say, okay, let's start laughing. People kind of look at you strange. So we (laughs) kind of set them up or prime them with different exercises. But there are different types. Uh, A lot of times people will assume that laughter is like humor, and that laughter is more of a response to humor. Humor, you have to, you know, either be a part of the joke or get the joke or find that topic funny. Laughter is just laughing. Kind of like those laugh tracks, uh, I think they were onto something when they started using them because when we hear other people laugh, just like you mentioned, when we see other people yawn, and sometimes if you see somebody cry, we have that same response. And that works on the mirror neurons in our brain. So it shows actually empathy, and it shows that we're trying to be a part of something bigger than just us. And so that laughter is contagious. You might notice it with friends when you start laughing so hard that you can't stop, and then (laughs) after a while, you don't even remember what you started laughing about, and then you're just laughing that everybody's laughing. That's the best. You're so right. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say, that's some of the best. You get done laughing, and you're like, wait, what were we laughing about? It doesn't matter. You know, it really is contagious, you know, and it's so interesting referring to laughter as medicine and using all these terms like contagious, but, you know, I'm thinking about, When you see somebody yawn, it makes you want to yawn. When you hear people laugh, it makes you want to laugh. Mm -hmm. So is it bad to hold a laugh in? Is it sort of like holding a sneeze in? (laughs) Uh, Not necessarily. I mean, there are times where you don't want to laugh at that very moment, but you kind of want to remember it later on. For instance, sometimes kids say the funniest things. And as a parent, you don't want to laugh at that moment because (laughs) you might be trying to, to teach them something. But... You're trying to hold it in. That's not necessarily bad. No. <laughs> yeah. When my kids were little, two-year-olds will say the darndest things. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't want to, we didn't want to laugh in front of them, but it's like, 
I'm going to schedule this laugh for later when they leave the room because I need to laugh about this, right? Yeah, yeah. You want to write it down, remember it for the future, maybe play it back when, when they graduate high school or something. Yeah, my wife kept a list of all the funny things that our son <laughs> yeah. said that just made us laugh. Uh, and we still laugh about him to this day, and he's 17, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about therapy and how do you integrate laughter into therapy? There are different groups around the country, actually, that have laughter therapy sessions where they'll meet either weekly or monthly. Now, of course, with the pandemic, a lot of people have gone virtual with these programs. And they'll actually have classes where they start doing just different exercises like follow the leader where I would just start laughing and everybody tries to mimic me just to kind of get things going. And so people run formal sessions like that. I also suggest for uh, the people I go out and, and talk with to start small. One of my favorite things is just to Laugh while you drive, <laughs> or maybe at the stoplight. <laughs> That's probably safer. Because no, people don't know if you're on the phone. So it kind of takes the anxiety or the awkwardness away from you. And you'd be surprised if you look around while you're driving, not many people are smiling. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever paid attention to that, just happened it's to true. be driving through. Every, you know? Yeah, everybody looks so serious. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. if you're at parked at a light and you just start laughing and other people see you, it's going to cause that mirror factor and they're going to smile. And that's where it usually starts, trying to bring a smile to somebody. I went probably about 10 years ago now through training to become this certified laughter leader. And one of the things that was part of the program, and I went through the World Laughter Tour program here in Ohio. It was started actually by a psychologist down in, in Columbus. And one of the things that he included, his name's Steve Wilson, and he included this good-hearted living idea into all his programs. And I've included as well now, because what it does is it takes just a simple thing that we can focus on each day to try to introduce people to more joy and laughter. So we just break things down. Like Mondays, we try to think about giving people compliments because a simple thing can really turn the day around for somebody. I think we take it for granted, but not only are you helping somebody else feel good, but you get a little bit of that reward too when you're going out and saying nice things about others. Tuesdays are about flexibility and maybe trying to break out of that, that normal mindset of maybe if somebody cuts you off on your drive to work instead of, you know, yelling things at them, which they can't hear, <laughs> just trying to take a breath and just letting it go, basically. Wednesdays are really focused more on what I think is extremely important, and that's gratitude. If we had more gratitude for each other, and in, our, in all around in our lives, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, I think gratitude is kind of the key to, to unlock some of the, the happiness. There's a lot of bad stuff going on now. <laughs> you know, I try to wean it down to just that. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. And gratitude is the one way that we can step back and think, I still have a lot of good 
there's still something good. Even in the darkest times, I've been witness to even in the darkest times, people still being grateful and thankful for something in their life. And I think that gave them strength. So then we talk about Thursday is thankfulness, and Friday's a, a tough one. <laughs> but we follow it up on the weekend with something good. But Friday's about forgiveness. And really, when we're talking about what we carry around in our life, if somebody has upset us or done something to hurt us, we spend more time thinking about it than they do. And in the long run, that only hurts us. So being able to forgive doesn't mean necessarily forgetting. It's more about being okay with uh, learning from that experience, not repeating it, but not carrying it and weighing your shoulders down. And then, like I said, we followed up with the weekends are for chocolate. Mm. (laughs) And that's back to what I said earlier, that simple reminder that we're so giving of other people. And that can be a goal to to try to give maybe a little bit more through this good-hearted living. And we have to refill the bucket. So whether it's chocolate, (laughs) uh, whether it's uh, being able to connect with friends, whether that's on the computer these days or by phone, or hopefully in the next few months as things improve, maybe even those in-person interactions again, you know, that's very important. Laughing is very important. It really is. It makes me feel good to know that I've been able to make people laugh. I really feel like I've accomplished something, especially if somebody you just know they just didn't want to laugh. Whatever was going on, whatever place they were at in their lives, they just weren't in the mood to laugh. And if you could break them down and get them to smile and laugh, Mm -hmm. it, it just feels really good. Yeah, absolutely. I've even experienced that with some of the programs I've gone out and to present and just kind of either heard bad news before I had to go out and and do a laughter class or just wasn't feeling it that day. And I'd noticed in myself as the course was going on, feeling better, you know, and I think that speaks volumes as to the significance of how laughter can improve your life. There are, you know, some studies out there that say it reduces your blood pressure, that it can help with your immune response. These aren't like long-term things, but it shows that there is a benefit as you're doing it, and we need more of it. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds so right, and this has been so fun today. As we get close to wrapping up here, what are some tips you have to just have a good, healthy laugh? Okay. Well, I think we're more likely to laugh when we're with people or however that connection looks these days. But if we don't have that, it can just start with yourself. Like I say, start small. Biggest thing is give yourself permission to be silly or goofy uh, at times. Because sometimes People feel like as they grow up or get more professional, they have to reserve that part. And I say there's always time that we can make or carve out just to feel those benefits, especially if somebody, if this seems awkward for them, give it a try and see how you feel afterwards. So whether that's watching a couple 
minutes a day of like funny kid videos or animals. There's a lot of <laughs> funny animals out there that people have, have put on online and we can watch and just kind of use that as a stress relief. A few years ago, Skype did a laughter chain where it's just videoing people laughing at other people laughing. <laughs> And that is a great way to get started. You just hear the different types of laughter and you start to smile and chuckle a little bit. And then you start feeling, you know, what we've been talking about, how it feels good. Well, you know, Megan, we got into the conversation today. Uh, I said that laughter is the best medicine, metaphorically, of course. But, you know, this has actually been really good for me today. You and I sharing a laugh, just talking about laughter, thinking about people laughing, picturing people laughing has been really good medicine, really good therapy today. Hope it has been for everybody else. And uh, you stay laughing, I guess, and definitely stay well. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed this greatly, actually. And we hope listeners have as well, and we hope everybody enjoys a good laugh with a friend today. And if you found this podcast to be helpful and informative, please share it on your social channels and check out the entire podcast library for additional topics of interest. This is Healthy Vitals, a podcast from Summa Health. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well, and we'll talk again next time.